Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. And welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Today is a great day to heal, and I have the perfect people on the mic to help you move in that direction. Meet Kathleen, whose mission is to guide parents who have experienced the loss of a child, suddenly release pain and suffering, and live in peace, presence, and purpose. Catherine's mission is to help others end internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. Claudette's mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60, activating their inner guidance to heal and grow. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. This quote by a writer or speaker unknown really struck me for today's topic. An unhealed person can find offense in pretty much anything someone does. A healed person understands that the actions of others have absolutely nothing to do with them. Each day, you get to decide which one you will be. And another quote by the Buddha If you want to fly, give up everything that weighs you down. Our amazing Claudette will lead this discussion on healing. Claudette, take it away. Thank you so much, Whitney. And today, I I just think it's a wonderful topic to really ask ourselves if we're dealing with something, whether it's emotional or physical, is healing possible? Because I believe that's the first step to moving toward healing. Like if you don't even believe you can get healed and you don't see hope in a way out, it's almost impossible to get healed. It's like we'll dig ourselves into a rut of our belief systems and we exalt that thing that is causing our suffering as if it were bigger than the God in us, than the power, the one true power of creation that carries the divine pattern for everything. And I'll explain this. It's like, if I have migraines, that's just an example because I used to get migraines. Do I believe that the migraines are more powerful and I'm subject to them and I don't have a choice? Or do I turn inward to the power that created my body in the first place? That carries the divine pattern for my mind to not experience migraines, for my brain to just be in compliance with that divine pattern versus the pattern of a migraine. So I believe everything is like a pattern. It's like 
everything is mathematical in the universe and it's an equation. So do we believe that we can be healed? And if we don't, how do we move into the belief that it is even possible to open up that doorway for healing? And I used to experience migraines and I used to have to take medication and I would be down for a whole day. And I couldn't even see, I couldn't even focus on anything. It was like streaks of light going across my eyes and this incredible headache. And I begin to ask myself in the spirit of truth within, can this be healed? And the answer was absolutely. And I begin to unwind all the belief systems that supported the migraine. And once I got truth on those, the migraine just naturally went away. I'm not experiencing them anymore. Occasionally, I'll get just a beginning thing of it and I go, no, it's like I just don't allow it anymore, but I got rid of the beliefs that formed it. So this whole conversation today is based on the premise, be it unto you according to what you believe and how that relates to our bodies and our mental capacity or our thoughts. And what do we believe that creates all of these things? And is it possible to get healed? So I'm going to open this up for a conversation. I cannot wait for my sisters to chime in because I have the utmost respect for all of them. So who wants to go first on, is it possible to be healed? And how do you transition from doubt that you can be healed to being healed? What has been your path? I would love to jump in here because I absolutely believe in the power of our mind, body, and soul connected together about how we can move through anything. And yet I have a friend right now who has been diagnosed with stage four cancer, and she has put a lot of focus and energy on the magic of natural healing along with the medical community um, in the Western world. And sometimes is healing really the ultimate goal or is healing a the question of when is it my time? And is this part of my life plan that I created before I even got here? So I love this because I want the discussions deep because on the most part, I absolutely believe we have the power to heal through anything. We have that power. We have to know when it's time. And then there comes a time to ask for more guidance on, is it my journey to step through this earthly time now or what's left to be healed? And I'm not sure if that makes any sense at all. But for me, I just have this this knowing inside of like, sometimes it's our life plan. For example, I, I mean, I work with people to heal, heal through their stuff. So I totally get that there's a a chance in healing, and I absolutely believe that we can live a joy-filled, compassionate, love, fun life, even after trauma. I mean, I get that. And I do believe it, and I help people move through that. And I also feel like we have a life's plan, and we come into this world with a life's plan. So when is our exit date part of that plan? And so I'm just curious. Uh, I'm just open to what people have to say. But for me, I also feel like sometimes healing is is accepting that it's my time and really being at peace with all experiences that we've had in this life to to step into another 
journey with our soul to see if there's something else that we have to do. That's very interesting. And my heart goes out to your friend. I had stage four cervical cancer and was healed, which was the beginning path of truth in my life, right? And I also believe that we can choose and we probably do choose before we come in. And even if that choice is through just belief systems and frequency and stuff, you know, it's not on our top of mind consciousness what we choose after we come in. There's a forgetting, right? So that's a very interesting thing. And yes, Kathleen, you've seen healings happen. I've been the healing. <laughs> I've been, I've been the healing. <laughs> She's healed. <laughs> so. I'm interested to see what everyone else has to say about this too, because these are hard. We go into deep conversations on this podcast, you know, sometimes conversations that other people actually don't want to have, but they're curious to hear. Right. And so I find this very interesting to see what Whitney or Catherine have to say too, because we know that there can be healing. And sometimes we'll ask why it hasn't happened. Well, I also want to just add, if I can, Claudette, that I do believe that there is that power of healing. I absolutely believe that she has. And is it that cancer came up so where she could heal through other things? So eventually she'll be walking into her soul, you know, freeing her soul from this earthly beingness. You know, is it that cancer was her highlight so where she could move through some other stuff that's really causing pain in her life, her emotional pain. So I really want to make sure that people understand. I absolutely believe in the power of our, our healing. And what is it that we're actually healing? I think you both said it, hit it. It's a mind, body, spiritual process. Whether we're talking healing from migraines which is amazing, Claudette. And I know several people I could send your way who have chronic migraine issues. It is wild. And like a few people on my team, I mean, they'll be out for like a couple days straight. And it's just, and thank God, I've never experienced, I've had a couple migraines, I think from more emotional kind of stuff or whatever, right? But like this chronic thing. And so, I mean, I feel like you could probably do a, a little uh, group coaching on help healing from migraines. And Kathleen, my heart goes to you, your friend. So whether we're talking about cancer healing, migraine healing, or the healing where I sort of relate to of more mental, emotional, spiritual on the inside of like healing from resentment, healing from not feeling enough, not feeling worthy, having a pleaser part of me to heal from too, to, you know, cause that also plays into our emotional state and things like that, our mind body states. It's a full on mind, body, spirit job is my point of what I'm getting to. When we're talking, I think about healing. And yes, I do believe it's possible. I have experienced it myself. For me, what really resonates on this topic is more of, as I just shared, kind of the emotional, spiritual part of this mind, body, 
mind and soul spirit. And, you know, as I just shared on the topic of feeling like growing up, this was my story around like not feeling loved, you know, valued, worthy enough. That was like the story I had for a long time, you know, and I know in my heart, in my soul, the depths of me that my parents loved me. I know that. And I know that they did the absolute best they could. I know that. And that alone, that knowing, that feeling in the depths of my soul is healing. Because guess what? For a long time, I did not feel that way. I felt resentful. I felt like just this anger inside of me towards my parents. I'll just be straight up. I carried that a long effing time, way too long. And then I began to start to shift that story because I do believe that I was in sort of a victim mentality of like, they did this, this, and this to me or didn't do this, this, and this. And so it caused this, this, and this in my life. And I'm saying that in my 30s, right? Like, no, Catherine. So there's a point where it's like shifting from, for me, my personal healing journey was number one, taking responsibility for why these things even happened in my life that led to these feelings? And also, what are the gifts that came out of that, of who I am as a person? Because some of the struggles, we all have struggles. Look, we all have struggles. We are all connected as human beings because of that. It's beautiful. All of us have come from challenge. All of us were things that we need to heal from. So I think one of, and it's like, I hear the story Claudette, even around the migraines, it's like, like coming on, all right, let me go into this and see what's happening on the inside. Claudette says, I go to truth on that. That is a awareness around taking responsibility for what is happening physically, right? So I had to take responsibility for what was happening on internally. And yeah, I get like physical, my physical things come out like rashes on my skin and stuff like that, a little rosacea here and there, but whatever, that's a whole other topic. Um, but It was a healing on the inside. And I will tell you, I spent lots of money and lots of years in therapy to just continue to go in circles and be in the same place, right? Not till I stepped out really and got more ingrained into the personal development community, began taking responsibility of where I was. And this is my life to create. And yes, there are things to heal from. And I invested and invest a lot in that time, money, and energy of my own healing. And it's not like going to a therapist and sitting there for an hour and getting caught in why I am still feeling like this and how it's tied to the pat. Like that was bullshit. I was in that for like eight years too long. And it was like, okay, accountability, awareness, this is what's happening. And now in my beautiful mid thirties, I get to make a decision on what I do with this at this point, because ain't nobody healing it, but me. And so really taking that responsibility, that awareness and getting into action, working with beautiful coaches, Claudette and Kathleen on this call, you know, having, you know, our team and, and Whitney, you too, we've had, I'm I'm saying like, I've done specific healing work around childhood things with Kathleen and Claudette that have helped 
incredibly immensely like mind blowing. Whitney, you and I have had like business leadership coaching things that have certainly added to that part of my life. But from a inner like child healing, which is a lot of work there, like Kathleen does, that's really where I felt because I'll tell you the resentment, the anger. I mean, I would just get triggered talking to one of my parents like that, like a second. And I am like in this anger, resentment spin. And like, they didn't even do anything, you know? And it's just like, they didn't do anything in the moment. You know, it's just like me just being triggered. And it's like, okay, it's time to just pay attention to that. And so I got into action, removed the therapist and first took responsibility of looking at, how great my life is and how strong and loving and compassionate and empathetic and driven and so much perseverance from these situations from the past. That's like, I'm so proud of these things about me. And that came from challenge, right? Which again, we all have. So the healing journey is absolutely possible and it's totally our responsibility. And From there, I will say the healing journey continued. I do not carry the resentment that I have. Some little times here and there, I may get triggered here and there, but I've learned to speak up for myself in truth and have conversations. If I'm feeling like in this at this stage of my life, I'm not feeling good, I speak up for myself. I stick up for myself, right? I speak truth and how I'm feeling. Whereas before I would just kind of let things like roll and not want to like rock the boat or whatever. But I stick up for myself. I speak my truth. I go after my dreams. I get struck with fear and things coming up, worthiness. I dance with worthiness. I dance with enoughness, right? But I will say, I know it now and I know how to get out of it, right? And there are different things that I do to do that. So It is possible. Fitness has been a huge saver of this, of building up, like dealing with stress and just getting those feel good endorphins going and being able to like clear my mind. That's why one of the reasons I opened Fit District. So people would have these experiences that helped their soul heal too. You know, I had a site, I went to a cycling class at Fit District this weekend and it was like, such a soul healing experience, the music, the instructor, the movement of body, journaling, writing, and just really step-by-step, what do you want in this life moving forward? And there's just something about going after your mission and going through that beautiful journey of the highs and the lows. And it's like all of that is just been healing for me. So I'll pause there because I said a whole lot and I hope it made some sense. But Claudette, how was that? I I love it too. Responsibility is a huge key thing because I think our soul, I mean, this is what I've discovered and you can choose to believe it or not. I'm not shoving, you know, this up anyone's proverbial, you know what, but responsibility and there was, there's a German doctor that covers trauma and cancer. And because of my experience in healing in 1994 from stage four cervical, and I say I healed, it was without treatment. I, when I was pre-cancer, I had a freezing treatment 
but it came back two years later, pretty strong. 1992, I had the freezing and then it turned, it was pre-cancer and then it turned to cancer. And the diagnosis was stage one, two, three, four, it progressed. And I was like, is my life threatened? And the doctor would say, not yet. I said, well, I need a little more time to heal. And so there was no treatment, but the treatment would have been removal of my cervix. And this is what caused me to go deep within. And I began to ask truth. Like I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. This is the very beginning. And I was like, I said, what do I even ask to get healed? I just came into this like a child, not knowing anything, right? I had my preconceived ideas of what healing looked like, but I'd never been healed at the time. And the biggest thing was, what do you believe that allows it? And this is the hardest lesson or the hardest conversation to have is what we allowed. I resisted that for three weeks. I was like, I didn't allow it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't. And it kept coming back to me. And as I finally surrendered to it, I began to understand there was so much trauma and I hated myself. I despised myself. I had unforgiveness at a very deep level in my subconscious that I wouldn't even have known was there except for the power of the truth to bring it up. And that began, I've studied now for 29 years about this, and I find it very interesting. There's a German doctor that specializes in helping to heal cancer, and he can tell where there's a lesion of trauma on the brain and where the cancer will be in the body. And then I've worked with several people on this topic because of my experience and unwinding beliefs. And we either go to everything is happening to me or for me, which the for me is actually a good way of growing and learning, right? It's, but eventually we understand it's from me. And then it's resonance and our experience is this. And I believe we've lived many lifetimes. We probably have all passed away and transitioned from cancer or some type of disease. I believe we've experienced all of it. And we can either take suffering, as Kathleen was mentioning, using it for growth in other areas. If we just turn it into what is this teaching me and how can it be transformed into my deliverance of my soul? Like deliverance from what? The bullshit. So I'm going to end at that. It's like the bullshit beliefs that do not line up with universal truth. So I'm going to pass it. So far, this is ignited. I love it. Whitney, what do you have to say? Such good nuggets. I'll say this to answer the question. Yes. Right. Is healing possible? Can we be healed? The answer is yes. Does it always happen? The answer is no. But I want to say this, and, and, and this piggybacks, I think, off of what Kathleen was saying, and in that the healing that we want may not always happen, but the healing that we need, right, does. And we may not even recognize what that is, but what we need ultimately happens. And at the point at which we transition, my thought, I don't know this for certain, I've not transitioned before in this lifetime. I haven't, so I don't know, is that what we needed, that lesson releases us. And so, and there are all sorts of things that 
we can be healed from, right? So we've talked physical, mental, emotional, there's relational, spiritual, from traumas, there's financial. It's like all these things that we could be healed from and want to be healed from. And I agree that we have great power in that, right? What I guess I'll say from my experience, from my observation of other people's experiences, a lot of what we seek to be healed from is about living in comfort rather than really being healed. We want to get to a place where we can be comfortable rather than really addressing the things that need to be addressed. So I'll share a little bit about my journey, particularly physically and sort of what I've been going through since the beginning of this year. And then in a broader context, things that I have learned that had helped me get to a place where this year I feel like I am finally making progress in the physical things that I need. So I've had back problems, knee problems, holding on to excess weight for a really long time. And I get that, going back to the point about being comfortable, that my desire to be healed in those areas is about me being comfortable. And it has taken an acknowledgement that the underlying causes of that are not physical themselves, right? They are mental, emotional. They are results of trauma, the results of stories and narratives that I have glommed onto since childhood. Things that may have been for my good in the moment, but are no longer serving, right? So things that, you know, mindsets, that I adopted or things that I believed that I needed to believe at the time in order to sort of self-protect, self-preserve. And those things that I needed as a child, as a little girl, I don't need now, right? And so those things are not serving me. So getting to a point where that's what needs to be healed, not the things that I think need to be healed here and now, right? Which is shedding the excess pounds, um, knees that work so that I can get out of my chair without going, uh, uh, you know, that, you know, I don't, you, you guys probably don't know that sound that you make when you get out of a chair that when you start to mature or you are over him. Listen, Whitney, I skied all weekend. I definitely <laughs> you know, know what I'm sound. talking about. <laughs> And so I'm going to just share a little bit, and this has been an ongoing thing, but I'm going to share a little bit out of my journal slash morning pages. This is from the 2nd of January. And just sort of as I'm processing things, 
lessons or remembrances of things that I've heard, that I've read, that I have experienced, that I'm trying to wrap a ribbon around sort of started flowing out. And it was just saying that I was overflowing with energy. And at this point on January 2nd, I had been a month with the exception of Christmas Day. I had gone a month without having eating any meat, wasn't looking to become vegetarian or vegan or anything, just found myself in a space where I looked up and I hadn't had any meat, hadn't had any sugar, hadn't had any alcohol. Um, and energetically, I was like, oh, you know, sort of doing some reflection. It's the beginning of the year. I was like, oh, I feel pretty good. Sort of, what does this mean? What's going on? And I looked and it's like, oh, you haven't done this, this, and this. And I had been like five or six days at that point where I was doing yoga every day and Bikram yoga in particular, even though it wasn't somewhere in a heated room, which would have been amazing if I had done that. But I was doing Bikram at home. And I was just reminded that healing happens in an instant, right? Healing is energy. I live in the energy and vibration of the most high and know that all that needs healing in me is happening now. My heart, blood pressure. I'd had an incident on a trip where my blood pressure was like over the moon. I think the paramedics were surprised that I was still living. My blood pressure was so high but my heart, blood pressure, organs, knees, and joints, I feel amazing in my body and spirit, right? And then I was being thankful for all of that and the solutions. And this happened as a result, or at least the start of this happened as a result of a retreat I had gone to and started unpacking these stories that I'd been telling and the way I'd been living since I was a kid about my acceptance and being loved and what all of that meant. And as I started sitting in and working through these things, it started having an impact on the physical, which is where I've been focusing my my energy and attention, right? It was sort of fixing the physical stuff and it wasn't working. And people, I would get, you know, stuff from people. You, you move so much. You always running and working out. And, and then of course it's like, so why are you fat? Right. You know, it's sort of the, the thing that goes along with that. And the doctors and the nurses, you know, asking me if I was sure that I wasn't on drugs and, and doing things because what is presented physically and what was presenting didn't match up with what I was saying, right? And so as I listened to the three of you, and I was sort of just thinking through my journey, particularly over these last couple of months, this last month from the time that I had written that in my journal, is this thought, oh, and I was reading 
a book. I think it was in the Miracle Morning, but it could have come, it may have come from somewhere else because I was like reading four books at one time. And just this reminder that physically, physiologically, the cells in our body are not the same cells in our body that we had seven years ago, 10 years ago, 30 or four. And, and I had this moment. I was like, well, if none of my cells are the same cells that I had at whatever point, at different points in my life, then why am I still having the same problems <laughs> that I had? And it was obvious that it's not about the physical, right? It just was like that moment of it's not physical. It's not, and it's something else that's having an impact on the way that the cells in the DNA and my cells are expressing themselves that is resulting in this. So I say all that to say it has to start at a place where we accept what is, right? We can't change anything until we start accepting what is. And then we have to affirm and visualize where it is, affirm where and visualize where it is we want to go. At the same time, going back to Kathleen's point, we may not get what it is that we're seeking in our healing journey. We may not get that. And so we have to detach from the outcome, even though that's where we're putting our energy. And the more a connect with that concept of I I am in control, but I'm not in control, right? I, I don't have the final say. I get to control what is in my head, the actions that I take, which have been I've making choices about food, about movement, about gratitude, about reflecting, uh, all of that. I can control all of that. But in the end, and it's important to say this because people will say, you know, I believed healing was possible and I'm still not healed. Or such and such a person believed that it was possible and they transitioned anyway. And so to suggest that while healing is possible, absolutely is possible, that it always happens is not fair and it's not right. So yes is the answer to the question, but does it happen the way that we necessarily want it to? Does it look necessarily the way that we want to? Not always, but I do believe that in the end, we get what we need And that could just be a healing of something different that we may not even have given a moment of thought to that needed healing. And whether or not that ultimately translates to what we want to be healed, right? I guess time tells. Truth tells, God tells, life will tell that story. Wow, Whitney. Wow. So... There's so much. I was like taking notes, (laughs) taking notes, taking notes. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing what you've been challenged with. So, you know, being a seeker my whole life, and I think we all are, or we wouldn't have joined together. 
I think what what's happening with our souls is we're evolving to the point that eventually there will be a lifetime that we are healed. Like we are completely healed. I feel like this is the evolution, but we're all at different stages and it's okay. And the biggest thing is when someone will attempt to do a healing work and then it doesn't work, then they beat themselves up more. And I always tell people, if that's still happening, we haven't healed. Does that make sense? Like if we're putting ourselves down or what didn't I do or, and and we're really starting to beat ourselves up for it, there's still something, there's a belief in there and the ego is still beating us up, right? And so I feel like this is a transition out of our consciousness being cast through ego into our higher soul, our higher spirit and what is God, what we call God in truth. And so I think we need to go easy on ourselves because as I've practiced this journey, it took me two years to figure out. I got healed from cancer in four and a half months. It took me two years to get in the right vibration to be free from migraines, right? And so I used to beat myself up and then truth told me, well, for the very fact you're even doing that, your ego is still in control in this area. Because love never beats us up, right? Love never does. And so let's go easy on ourselves, and let's become more curious. This is why I'm going to ask everyone that's hearing this to do. Become more curious and say what God has done for one, God will do for me. I now move into the acceptance of this. And that will begin the journey of shifting the energy. I'm going to say it one more time. What God has done for one, God will do for me. And I move into receiving an acceptance of this. And then Whitney was talking about ourselves. Well, is it seven to 11 months? We or I'm not sure how often our cells are rejuvenated, but they are. And so there is a consciousness that is shaping the cells. And so there's a current pattern that we're in agreement with. And so we could say, I cast off the old pattern. I receive the pattern of God for my body. I cast off the old pattern. I receive the pattern of God for my body. And then you can begin to say what God has done for one, God will do for me, right? And God being that higher power, that source universal spirit. So I feel like our journey into spirituality starts through the ego because we don't know any other way to do it. And then we evolve and we grow and eventually the ego loses its power. And this is how, why some people go, they're such a good person. Why is this happening? Well, we're evolving out of ego and just remember we're eternal. Like we can't really die. It's like we trade in a car. Our bodies like the vehicle that God is driving around and we trade it in. And while that is is painful to all of our friends and all of our family, what's really actually happening is we're graduating from this construct, this body, and then we will eventually have another one. And every bit of truth we receive goes with us into the next lifetime. And so let's go gentle on ourselves and let's withhold judgment and look upon each other in love and understanding. And, you know, there's something you can do for someone. Like if you see someone with cancer, activate your beautiful imagination. This is effective prayer. Just activate your imagination to see them free. 
persist in that, feel it as if it were so, and accept nothing else. And even if they call you to have a conversation with it, just be in love, listen to them, but overlay it with your beautiful imagination, seeing them free and hearing them go, oh my God, it just went away. And what that begins to do is activate and shift and send a vibration to their subconscious, right? So that opens the path for healing for them. And that's the greatest gift we can give to anyone is that love, right? In dropping the perception of, oh, it's hopeless to there is hope. And I'm going to activate per universal law my imagination, which is the gateway to the God power, and I will see them healed. And we're all learning how to heal in every area of our life. We're not always going to get right. That doesn't mean God's not working. It just means we have some shit going on. And don't beat yourself up. We'll just get more truth. We'll just get healed more. We'll keep seeking and we will find because that's the promise. So Whitney, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Claudette, as usual, you brought the fire with this topic. And I think it's really important for all of us to remember that we control what we can control. And I agree with you. I don't know that when I first met you guys that I was all into past lives, but I've come to a place, right? I agree with this much that we are spiritual beings having a human experience here, right? And spirit is eternal. We want to Again, in that place where we come with comfort, we want to believe that the physical is eternal, but it's the spirit that's eternal. And I love your analogy, Claudette, about a vehicle, right? And so we trade that in for a new one, trade it in for a new one. So I love that. And I love you, ladies, and everything that I learned from you and how I am continuing to grow So Claudette, I would love to hear from you what you've got going on. I know you've always got good things happening in your business and in your world. Share with us what's going on and how our audience can get in touch with you. So thank you for asking. You can go to truthmethod.com and I'm opening up actually a three-month class about healing. You know, this is something that I've been studying for a very long time and testing with my truth members on my app. And we've seen really great results. And so I would ask that you go to truthmethod.com, upcoming events, and that's going to be posted on the site by the time this airs, right? And registration is opening. It's a very affordable rate. And when you join the three-month healing, you actually get access to the app for the three months, right? And so it's encouraging everyone to step inward and to see what is actually possible. And, you know, at first we are fumbling around, right? And then we begin to discover and experience the power within us. We start to adjust it. We start to shift our beliefs. We start to change and we move into alignment with what is possible, right? And so that's what we're doing. So check it out, truthmethod.com. And the healing class will be starting soon. So yes, Whitney. Love that. We all need healing. We all need healing. So check that opportunity out. We want to thank you for joining us today. And if you have not 
already, please check us out on our Facebook, in our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and on uh, Instagram, Beyond Your Best Plan. If you haven't rated, reviewed, and liked and shared the podcast with someone, share it with someone that you know that will benefit from what we are offering you here with the Fab Five. So until next time, take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.